Welcome to Lacrosse Recruiting 101, where the biggest names in lacrosse share their inside views and expertise. Now, your host, Luke Cometti. In this episode of the podcast, I talk with Bryce Queener, assistant coach for University of Denver Women's Lacrosse. This past 2020 season was Bryce's first with the Pioneers, and prior to that, he has coached at Southwestern University, Fresno State University, Rhodes College, the Hill Academy, Siena College, and Binghamton University. As a player, Bryce played professional for the Hamilton Nationals and the Rochester Rattlers in the Major Lacrosse League. In college, he played at Georgetown University, where he's the only player in program history to play in every game of his career. Bryce and I cover a lot of topics, including summer and fall recruiting, how the September 1st contact date has been for 2022s, advice on how to train as a player to get ready for fall events, why it is advantageous for a player to play multiple sports, and why Denver is the best city in the country, in his opinion. If I miss something, or there's something you'd like to hear on the next podcast, then please email us at questions at lacrosserecruiting101.com or tweet at our Twitter handle, at LaxRecruit101. Thanks for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for Bryce Queener. Did I tell you we're on a, a live audience right now? I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, that's just something we can do with this little soundboard. But what's up, man? How's things? Things are great. You know, um, living the dream, man. Every day in Denver is a, a great day. We played three by last night and uh, um, going to get out on the field today a little bit, do, do some training and. Awesome. Um, probably get up to the mountains this weekend. So yeah, never, never, never a bad day in Denver. That doesn't sound too bad. I mean, we talked before here that you were kind of stuck in Denver. I think a lot of people were stuck where they were, but Denver doesn't sound like the worst place to be stuck during the summer. No, I had a great, you know, obviously being from upstate New York, missed going there with the things like this summer and that's the greatest place in the world in the summer. But this is definitely a close second. Um, got into mountain biking this year and, and, and tried to see as much of Colorado as I could, um, nice. which, which is impossible. There's just so much here to do. For sure. So you've haven't been too busy on the recruiting trail, seeing the dead period got extended through the summer. However, I'm sure you kept busy in other ways. Why don't you dive into that a little bit about how you kept busy? I know you did some stuff with the PLL and obviously with Denver. Uh, why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, um, it's interesting. We, you know, had kind of talked in the past, even before the dead period, um, how can we, how can we do more electronically so we're not having to run ragged um, all yeah. summer? Which we actually like as our staff. You know, we we can get into that, but we we're all actress. Um Our head coach Liza Kelly and our other assistant coach uh, Brittany Reed. You know, former big time players, both in their own rights and. You know, so we love doing it, but we kind of had this conversation, like, how do we, how do we do more? Um, and on the women's side, they, they've done such a great job filming tournaments in the past. So, you know, we always watch the fall tournaments in December when we have that little gap before season. So we kind of felt good about where we were heading. Um, so we kind of continued that into the summer watching, watching some of the past film and then, and then some events did a great job getting new film up. You know, you mentioned yep. the, 
the MRL and the, and the PLL was, were unbelievable breaks uh, for me to delve back into lacrosse. And, and those were, that was like three or four straight weeks. I didn't miss a game. I lost every single one. And nice. I think kind of <laughs> really reminded me how much I was missing the game, to be honest. <laughs> but it was, it, was, <laughs> it was super fun. And that led into, you know, we'd, we'd had a sense that the NCAA wasn't going to push our proposal back. Um, we didn't really want them to. That was our position because, you know, we, like I said, we, we love recruiting. We love our jobs. So um, we were really excited to get in touch with a lot of these kids on September 1. Yeah, and you mentioned you're having these talks before this whole thing kind of happened and the dead period got extended. Is that partially because you guys are in Denver and a lot of the events can be on the East Coast that's, you know, a, a plane flight away, which is not only a lot of time, but resources. And is that a way for you guys to kind of just be more efficient? Yes. Um, you know, you can't get to everything. And like I mentioned, we love going to events. You know, working camps and clinics is, is one of our favorite things, getting to, getting to really um, kind of know kids and, and share our passion for the game. But um, it's expensive and it's, and it's tiring and in its own right. So, sure. um, and we like film. That, that's the thing that kind of, um, some staffs don't love evaluating on film. You know, we want to, we want to do everything we can, see them live, see them on film, but um, we feel very comfortable film evaluations. So we, especially if we can watch a full game, right? So we, we, um, we, we'd been talking about that. And so we kind of felt like we were prepared already um, as well as you can be. Yeah, absolutely. Now that the September 1st date has hit, how has that been coming off a summer where you haven't seen any live lacrosse? Uh, you mentioned you guys were in favor to, well, I think you were mentioning you're in favor to keep that September 1st date. However, I know a lot of coaches wanted to extend that later to contact the 2022s. How has that been, at least from your perspective and the Denver staff's perspective, uh, just from off a summer of not seeing any live lacrosse? Um, you know, like I mentioned, we were excited for it because we felt like having you know, having an experienced staff like we have, we've seen a lot of these kids at various camps over the past couple of years. So the the players that we were really, um, we, we kind of had our list, so to speak, that we knew of players that we were really pumped to get in touch with. We just think it's just such a big day for, for those kids. I mean, you remember yours. I remember mine. Oh, yeah. Um, we wanted them, we, you know, we wanted them to still have that excitement um, and, and be able to share our excitement for Denver and, um, in our program. So we were, we were fired up just to be able to do that. I know this week's been really fun for us. Um, getting to talk lax again, getting to share our passion. And, and, and we have such a great program and such a great university that it's just really fun to talk about. It's a fun process for us. Um, it's kind of, you know, maybe going to go a little bit slower this year, um, depending on, on, on your, you know, coaches philosophies and things like that. But, um, and so we, we were pretty fired up for it. Yeah. And it's definitely an exciting process. These players are getting reached out to by coaches, you know, maybe they weren't even considering the schools or the schools they were hoping for. However, it can also be, you know, a little confusing for a lot of players too, because some commit very early. I mean, we've had, you know, on the boy side, you know, we've already had a player commit and girls I'm sure have already committed However, as you said, it may be, you know, they may commit next summer and it could be to the same school. What's your advice, I guess, to players who are kind of like, oh man, do I need to commit right now? Or should I wait? You know, I don't want to lose a spot. Like what's your, what's your initial advice to someone who's feeling that? 
I think if you're ready and you, you know, to us, the big thing is, have you visited? Um, have you seen the campus? Can you see yourself there? And if, if you're ready, if you've been doing this search for a while, a lot of times if you have older siblings and your parents have gone through it, you know, you've kind of been to a lot of camps and clinics in the past. And if you're ready, you're ready. Um, to the, to the flip side, you know, um, so many kids commit later that are, that are, um, you know, diamonds in the rough or they end up being, they end up being better college players than the kids who commit early. So, um, and we've all seen that, you know, this is, I think, going to be my 15th year doing this. Um, and, and when I was at the Hay Academy coaching boys up in, up in Canada, uh, you know, our guys were always committing later, um, yeah. just because they were coming to us later at the school. And like, you know, having that experience and seeing that, um, has helped me on the recruiting side, uh, you know, being back in college, um, because you know that, like we, we, I, I don't know the numbers, but maybe 50 all Americans from that school in college now. Um, and they're <laughs> awesome. all playing pro. And I, I, yeah, and I could go down the list. None of them committed <laughs> that early. Yeah. Um, so, and, and a lot of them were like having to take a PG year and would have no options. And then they'd end up at a great school. And, and like I said, they'd end up being an all American, graduate, get a great job. And now they're playing pro. So, you know, the process is just so different for everyone. Um, I know it's cliche and everybody says that, but they say, you know, most things are cliche for a reason. It's true. Um, for sure. So, hypothetically, if you got a player who's really interested in Denver and you said, you know, you want to get him on campus, right now it's a tough time to get on campus because travel's limited. And I'm sure you have limited availability to take people on tours and to see the campus. I mean, they could always come and see it themselves and walk around. But, you know, as you mentioned, that may be why this will get pushed a little later. But, like, what if you're a player who really wants this school? You're just the only reason you're unsure is because you've never been there. Do you just kind of relay that to the coach? I, yeah, I think so. And I, I think that's the number one thing that's different in this process this year. Normally, um, we'd be encouraging people to get on campus, uh, right away. And, and, but with the dead period, we can't do that. Um, as far as meeting with them and, and taking them on tours, like you mentioned. So, um, you know, they have the option of coming on their own. If campuses are allowing visits, I know everybody's different. Um, you know, uh, but that's the, that's definitely an easy thing to convey. And everybody knows that's the case right now. Um, and, and again, to my point earlier, I, I've enjoyed that being able to kind of have the first conversations and be a little bit slower and getting to know these kids and, and what they're yeah. looking for. And um, I think it's, I think it could be better for kids at the end of the day. For sure. Yeah. I think there'll be more, you know, the really the, the later you wait, right. The more mature they are, hopefully the more they know what they want, you know, it'll be a better fit for not only the school, but the player and right they'll retain more players within the program. I mean, I, that's kind of the goal and that's kind of the reason I think they got rid of the early recruiting. Yeah. You, uh, we talk all the time. We want, we want the kids to, to be comfortable. We want them to be happy with their decision. And, and at a place like Denver, it's so easy because, you know, I can't imagine a kid coming here and not loving it, but, yeah, true. And it, um, <laughs> but I also tell players all the time, I don't believe there's one school for one kid. Like I think there's a, there's Absolutely. an awesome amount of coaches. And yeah, there's Absolutely. so many great coaches in our game. There's so many great schools. There's so many, there's so many awesome options out there and, and just take your time and, and, and research as much as you can. Now I do think that that, that research should be constantly ongoing and, and you should, 
you should really um, have a good idea of, of what you're looking for. If you, if you can, um, I know at 16, I didn't. I just wanted to play for the <laughs> I <laughs> still don't know. <laughs> you know I mean, yeah, right? It's tough. Right? It'd be hard. Now with, with all the programs now, they got even more options. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it'd be way tougher. Yeah, Cuse was an easy one, right? We all wanted to go to Cuse <laughs> being from upstate. But <laughs> other than that, um, and, and I, I actually didn't go. You did, but I didn't, I didn't make it there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Albany first, then Kyrgios. I mean, still figuring it out, but obviously yeah. I had a great experience at both. <laughs> when, you, yeah. when, you, when you look back at this summer to some of the players that maybe got on your radar or the Denver staff radar, what kind of worked for players to get in front of you? You know, what did they do? You know, were they, was it highlight films? Was it the way they maybe got game film, the way they approached you via email? Like, just looking back, you know, and if this dead period gets extended, what's a good kind of way to go about getting seen by a school? We love film. You send us a highlight film, we are going to watch it. Um, you send us a game film, we're going to try to watch it. Like, we um, we love it. We eat it up. This is, you know, we like watching lacrosse. So, for people... Um, to get on our radar, you know, we're looking for ballers, man. And I think the yeah. one thing that the one the thing I love about lacrosse and, and same with you, right? Like there's so many different types. Like we're looking for, you know, middies, we're looking for passes, we're looking for defenders, we're looking for goalies. Like there's so many different different styles of play out there and, and athleticism that stands out that that's what we're you know, how are you just a little bit different? I think so many people focused on scoring a goal and, and just the the whole the whole highlights just goals, and it's, it, there's so many other facets of the game that go into being a great team, a great program, and a, and a you know we're chasing a national championship. That's our goal for sure. Um, so you know you got to find all those different pieces that fit your team. So um, as I talk about this, I'm getting more excited. So with, like anytime <laughs> we get a film, we watch it to see like, hey, are you that one? Are you that missing piece? Are you that different player that we haven't seen yet? Um, so, so that's what we're we're always looking for, and, and we're always talking about it. We, our our coaching group text is always blowing up with like, "Hey, did you just see that new film? Did you see this one?" Um, so, film is is it, I've been saying it for ten years now, but it, I think that was one of the things that out of this COVID situation, everyone at least has film now. Um, in the past, it would drive me nuts. I'd be like, you know. Google the kid's name and lacrosse. I'm like, where's the film? Like, I don't, <laughs> where, where, where is the film? Like you, you're doing all these other things. Can I just see a highlight so I can start the process? Yeah. Um, so those things, yeah, that's the biggest thing for, for us. And, um, and when you have one, like, I don't like make sure it's always readily available. Um, because we, we are looking it up and I know most coaches are the same. Yeah. I mean, it, it's so easy to just throw it on YouTube, send them the link. Right. I mean, it's, takes five minutes to make a YouTube account. I mean, there's other ways to send it as well, but that's that's pretty sound advice. Always have a highlight film as recent as possible on hand to send to a coach. Yep, yep. And, uh, and have good music, obviously. Um, you know. <laughs> well, that's subjective, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like everything so it's easy for me, right? It's, it's, so I get fired up watching any lacrosse and music together is, is a good thing. Nice. Do you have any don'ts from this summer? Something players may have done that you're like, ah, that probably didn't help your chances. 
Um, I, I think it's like I mentioned where it's just like all goals. Like, right. Like, can we see something else? Um, yeah. and the goals are great, right? Like everybody needs a goal, like multiple goal scorers. Um, but like I mentioned, there's just so much more to the game. Um, and, and so that's my only don't, um, I know people mess up and they'll send the wrong email. That doesn't bother me too much because I know they're, they're trying. Um, I guess the, my biggest don't is like when you have films and stuff, like why send me an email and not include it? Um, True. because like I mentioned, like we're, we're watching it. So that one always kind of boggles my mind a little bit too. Like if, if you're getting that audience, if you're getting that time, um, why not, why not use it to the best of your ability? Because I'm telling you, if we get a film, we watch it. Yeah, for sure. Queen or Lax, were you guys able to do anything this summer? Uh, it's a company I think you run with your brother, Brett, and uh, your two sisters, Sarah and Sylvia, correct? Yep. Yeah, were you guys Sylvia's able to get... birthday today. Oh, okay. Happy birthday, Sylvia. <laughs> yeah. Were, were you guys uh, able to Sylvia. do anything this summer? Uh, no, man. First... Uh, you know, first summer, I've never, I've never really done any lacrosse because of the dead period. Um, we couldn't work with high school, so we could, we could do oh, you know eighth grade, eighth grade down with girls. So we, you know, we played with different ideas, but we just kind of, I think we took the, you know, Brett still did some camps and some club things in in Florida, where he's at right now. He's in Naples, Florida. Um, but no, it, it just in general, we kind of took the summer off. First, first one in a long time that we weren't working camps, uh, together all over the country. So we missed it. Um, but we'll be, we'll be back. We'll be back next year. Hopefully. Awesome. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by iron horse lacrosse, the number one lacrosse program in Texas for travel teams, camps, and clinics. For more information on iron horse, visit their website at www.ironhorselax.com. Do you run any local clinics? And I ask that like even more so, I know you have some experience with box across, you know, you've played on the team USA box across team. You've played in some Canadian box leagues. I wonder how does that translate to women's lacrosse? You see it popping up here and there. Have you experimented with that at all? And is that a great, good way to get better? Yeah, um, you know, so my dad built a box rink in, in 1992. Um, wow. Growing up in upstate New York, the, the Canadians would all come down to Hobart camp. And you know, back then, it was just like, that was like the one camp. It was like Hobart and Syracuse, and then probably Maryland had a camp. Yeah. So everybody converged on the camps, and he's like, Who, why are these guys so good with their six skills and, and all the things we know that come with box? Um, and so we built one, or he built one and with the help of some local people in 1992. So we've been playing since we we're little, and yeah, it's, it's a big, it's a massive um, part of how we train every every team we coach. Um, I mentioned playing three by last night, which is basically box across without pads and a tennis ball. Um, yeah. So you gotta have your hands way better. And we play, we play three by a couple times a week of practice. We've gotten to the point now where we mix it in with shooting drills. So happy attack. I, I coach offense now. Um, happy attack. We'll we'll play three by happy attack. We'll do the shooting drill we want, um, and then and then we switch. So constantly trying to figure out how to get those more free play, smaller sided, high rep games into our training. And then as for camps and clinics, that's yeah, we do those all the time. Um, I'm going to do one actually this afternoon. Just started getting more involved in 
in, in the Denver scene. Uh, this year, I wanted to make sure I skied a lot, uh, mountain bike, and <laughs> you know, so keep when, the balance. And, and hike. So when people come, yeah, I, and I like to be the tour guide, right? So when people visit, I, I don't want to be the one being like, I don't know where to go. I need to be able to tell them everywhere to go. So yeah, um, did that last year. This year, I'll get more involved in the in the community stuff. And yeah, it's a, it, you know, and it's fun. So that's the thing is like you know you. You're getting better with all those things that, it, that Dr. Cross teaches you, but it's also super fun. Um, three by is by far my favorite game right now. Um, so I know we tried to play in Austin last year when I was down there, but I could never really get a lead going. So here, I think we had 40 people last night playing three by. That's uh, awesome. Based out, you know, on different court, different courts. So it was, it's six per game. So we, we, were, we were still really spaced out and stuff. Yeah. What's great about three by is, you know, you have a, you're saying you have 40 people there, but you don't necessarily need that. That's something you could kind of set up, you know, if you're a player, you know, late middle school, early high school, I mean, even younger, you can kind of set that up and it could be pretty informal and still get the same benefit and still have a bunch of fun. hundred percent. And, and when it gets cold here, we'll, we'll have eight people come and it'll still be just as fun. Um, and, and that's what we played almost every day growing up in the backyard. You know, we played with a hard ball back then. Probably why Brett became such a great goalie. Um, not that many people want to get in the goal when the hard ball is getting fired at you in the, in the box goal, but with no, with yeah. no pads, um, he did. He did. Uh, so, um, but yeah, that's the best thing you can do in the community. And, and, and that's, you know, any great player you talk to, that's what they grew, grew up doing. Um, we actually have triplets on our team at, at, at DU right now, and they were playing little versions of it uh, this summer at their house. So, yeah, you, I mean, you can play with three, you can play with ten. It's, it's the best game. Nice. Looking back on the summer, right, if a player's listening to this and they want to get on Denver's radar or anyone's radar, what is something that you see is like a player could consistently improve on, I guess, across the board? Uh, something that maybe they're hearing this, they'll work on it this fall, and when they start playing in these fall events later in the fall, they'll hope, hopefully show that they've been working on it in film. I think it's what we just mentioned. I think it's playing. I think a lot of people are focusing a little bit too much right now on maybe doing a hundred like cone dodging things and then you yeah. shoot one time. Um, and that's great if you only have yourself to train and, and, and you got to do some things by yourself. Um, but playing, there's nothing that replicates playing. And, 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 and I'm even a mortal fan of them going to play basketball, um, with some people in their community than, than maybe, you know, working out with, with a, with a strength coach. Um, if you have, if you have to choose between one of those two things, play, <laughs> um, you know, and I one's a lot more a fun too, too at least to me. Yeah. And it's more, yeah. And it's more fun. Yeah, you love playing hoops, and it's not going to burn you out. Um, and you're getting better. You're doing the same things in basketball that we need to see you do. You know, can you play defense? Are you smart in a two-on-one? Like, do you understand spacing and concepts? You're not. You're not learning those things in a one-on-one lesson. You're learning those things if you play. Um, so there, there's always good balance and all of that. But that's my. That's always my my advice to anyone is, is try to play as many things as you can. You know, even even paddleboarding. I know down in Austin that was a lot of fun last year. So <laughs> anything you can do to be more of an athlete and enjoy it is going to help. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's why so many coaches preach that multi-sport athletes are what they're looking for because there are skills that yeah. you gain from other sports that 
are it's going to translate very well to lacrosse. That's going to be hard to get just playing lacrosse alone. Hard. So I don't love it whenever you know we talk to someone and they just play lacrosse. I get it, especially if they if they go to like a bigger school, right? And they're not from you know being from a school that has four hundred kids in it. It's a lot easier to make the basketball team, uh, make yeah. the football team. But you know, I I, I just still ask them like, hey, do you play in the backyard? Like do you. Do you, do you ever play like rack or anything? And, and usually they do. So that, that helps because we just, we want them to be excited about playing when they get to college and not burn out. And we want them to have all the intangible things we were talking about. Yeah. But it is getting tougher and tougher because I feel like sports are getting very specialized at an early age. I mean, that's a pretty common theme. And, you know, the back in our day, it's like three sport athletes were pretty common in high school, and you just don't see that anymore. I mean, you can't even do that in Texas. They just overlap too much. So it is getting 100%. harder. That, Go ahead. I, I completely agree with you. And that's why I bring up the point about now I ask them, you know, well, what, like, do you play in the backyard? Do you play with anybody? Yeah. Because I do agree with you. It, it is, and especially like, um, you know, some of the schools around you with thousands of kids in it. Like, I get that, that you're making the basketball team, you got to be pretty tall. For so sure. that's why I kind of like, well, what about, we just kind of ask if they do anything else, you know, in gym class or just other things, just, or what do they like or do they watch other sports? Yeah, I, I agree. Because it is, it is really, really hard to play multiple sports now. So um, that's why we kind of bring up the backyard games and the other things to try to help them find other avenues. And it's just kind of, it's just fun, right? We just want to, we just want to make sure people, that we're getting, um, want to have fun, want to compete, um, and still love the game. Right. So that's, you're right. It is, it is super challenging now. Yeah. I just think of my high school team when I can, I'll try to get them in a gym and play some basketball. And I just think of my high school team, you know, my, when I played at Albany, when I played at Syracuse, there's a lot of really good basketball players on every team. And then I look at my high school team and it's like a lot of them maybe played when they're in elementary school, but nothing beyond that. And it's, it's obvious. It's like, whoa, you know, you, you think that everyone just was able, you know, has played basketball their, you know, their whole life. And it's like, it's pretty obvious they haven't. And then it kind of translates to lacrosse, little things you take for granted, you know, coaching, assuming that everyone kind of knows that, but they don't because they maybe haven't learned it in another sport. Yeah. And then, you know, when I, I bring up the Hill Academy again, and the whole point of going to the Hill Academy is to play lacrosse year round. Um, and there's a lot of other points, you know, academics yeah. and, and leadership and right. It's just, but really you're going there to focus on one sport. And we, even when we were there, Brody is a big basketball proponent um, and multi-sport, you know, played hockey. And I think he played football at Salisbury school when he went there one year, but we, it, um, we, we made them play basketball or not um, and soccer and like other like we in, in our strength coach there was awesome too. So the one day a week he'd make him play football instead of lift. Um, cause we were just always trying to figure out, I know these kids just want to play lacrosse and their parents want to play lacrosse. Um, but how can we get them to do other things? And they would love it, man. Watching Zach Miller play football. Um, shout out Zach Miller. Was a, <laughs> he was on the, the DU men's team when they won a the national championship. Yeah. Um, I mean, that kid, they, they take a fire of football and you'd never, you, you're, you're, you'd never know it. It's pretty fun to watch those guys like to play other sports and do other things. Yeah. So this fall, how has it been? Have you gotten players on campus? Have you started practice? What's kind of the outlook for this fall for the Denver women's across team? 
So we um, we come back uh, this week um, after Labor Day. So we um, okay. players, yeah. So we're we're one of the, I don't want to say few, but there's not that many schools that are coming back this fall. A lot of them online. So we're we're back. Um, a lot of the players in the area. We've had to do a lot of testing and things like that to make sure we're allowed to go on campus um, next week. But the the plan right now is to get them get them kind of in groups, pause everybody's talking about, um, and and kind of we're starting to train. So they're going to be with our strength coach, and um, you know, we we already do a lot of small sided games in practice anyways. because we actually think we could get a lot better and still have a lot of fun with it. And, and everybody's just dying to play again. So we're fired up to see everybody and and, and get rolling again. Yeah. Do you need to be pretty flexible as a staff? Yes. Um, and, but <laughs> I can I do, it's, it's, Yeah, but it's a highlight of our staff. Um, it's so important. You know, I love working. Like, Liza Kelly, our head coach, is one of the best coaches I've ever. And I've been fortunate, man. I had uh, Dave Urich is my college coach who won 10-plus national championships. But yeah. Reggie Thorpe, Gary Gate in pro, Dave Huntley, my dad. Like, I've played. I've been around with Learned amazing from the best. coaches and Liza. Yeah. yeah, and Liza's like just as good or better than anyone I've ever worked with. And then our other assistant, Brittany, is, <clears throat> was um, she was ACC Defender of the Year as a goalie, which is pretty impressive. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, so we're, we got a lax rat staff, which um, which really makes it good, right? Like Liza was a midi, I was a midi. Britt, even being a goalie, kind of reminds me a lot of Brett. She's got a great stick. Um, yeah. So all of us can kind of coach everything. So we're uh, we're just we're just really happy that we're going to be allowed to do anything. So we're we can't wait. And we got great kids, so it's just an easy um, and great facilities here at Denver, and and you know people actually love lacrosse here, which which makes it huge. For sure. What do you think's in store for the spring season? Is there any talks of what it might look like? Not a lot. Um, I think everybody's focused on what happens this fall. Are, are we going to get a vaccine? Is the country going to continue to listen to science? Um, so, you know, we're, we're just, like I mentioned, we're trying to win a national championship and, and that's our focus. So we're, um, we're trying to make sure we do the right thing so we can get there. And, and we're, we're excited to be able to play when we can and, and try yeah. to cherish every moment we get. So, yeah, not a lot of talks though. Yeah. Well, I don't know if the talks really do any good, right? As you kind of say, it sounds like you guys are controlling what you can control and you're trying to win a national championship. You're going to do it any way you can. And, you know, what you're able to do is great. If you're not able to do something, it is what it is. Yep. Well, you mentioned we got to be flexible. We got uh, we got a great staff and, and great kids. Um, and hopefully um, something, something can get done uh, so we can all get playing again. All right. Our last segment here, the podcast called The Fast Five. I'm going to ask you five questions and just give me your uh, your quick initial answer, but feel free to explain. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Number one, what is your favorite city in the country? That's an easy one. That's Denver. Um, okay. That's Denver. And, and, the, you know, and, you know, for me, we got la- lacrosse is important here. We play all the time. People love it. Anywhere I go, when somebody's like, you work at University of Denver, you coach lacrosse, so like that's awesome. That's their initial response. I've worked elsewhere in the country. They asked me what it is. Um, so, it, you know, Texas, no. uh, great people here. Uh, I mean, have I had it? Yeah, you know, I've had it there before, but 
Um, you know, great people here, great, great weather. Yeah, I love it here. And you're not just saying that because you recruit there. You're saying that because you truly <laughs> love the city. I'm not. I, yeah, I actually believe it. And I'm, I'm never leaving. I finally found, finally found the place I'm staying. Nice. Number two, what is your most commonly used phrase when coaching? Move your feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, move like your it. feet, for yeah. sure. Move your feet, yeah. Three, what is currently your favorite band or music artist? Right now, the new Glass Animals came out. Um, so I'm into that. I'm into Zoo a lot, Z-H-U. Um, okay. You know, and obviously, obviously, Grateful Dead and Fish are always a click away and Allman Brothers. Yeah. Um, I, those are my staples, and then I, I try to keep the new music going, too. For sure. Number four, what is your favorite lacrosse venue? Peter Barton Stadium, man, where we, where we play. Um, one of the only lacrosse specific stadiums in the country. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. We played out there yep. when I was with Albany. It's beautiful. You play there, yeah. And then my second would be Walsh Park, where we played three by on Thursday nights, <laughs> um, which is just across, <laughs> which is just across the street from Peterborough Stadium. <laughs> nice. Last one, number five. What keeps you coaching lacrosse? I love it, man, and 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 definitely um, the kids keep you young. Um, I'm still young, but uh, and then my family being involved in it. It's just. It's great seeing them everywhere we go. So it doesn't make it work. Um, it's 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 a really it's a really beautiful game that a lot of great people are involved in. Um, so that that's definitely this. I could do this all day, man. I can like let's do twenty questions. That's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, great answer. Um, I'll think of some more and I'll have you back on the podcast. But uh, thanks for taking the thanks, time. Dude. Yeah, it. It, it was very informative. And best of luck this spring. And well, this fall and spring with recruiting and playing and hopefully everything can get back to normal. Thanks, man. Can't wait to get, get playing with you again. I know last year we beat university of Texas club team together. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, you know, we were, we were, we were a good duo in the midfield there. For sure. Thanks for listening to lacrosse recruiting. One Oh one catch us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Have a question for Luke? Email them to questions at lacrosserecruiting101.com.